Rising bills are making us all feel anxious over what's going to happen next as the cost of living crisis continues. But I believe shared experiences can help us to feel less isolated. So, with this in mind, I visited Oasis Academy in Shortheath, Birmingham, to talk to mums about the struggles they are facing. The school has an amazing community hub helping parents with everything from food and finances to a warm place to talk with fellow mums and dads. Listen on to hear the hub leader, Pam Atwell, talking about the incredible initiatives being introduced to support families. I think with the hub, we're so good in the sense that if something needs doing, we'll do it. We will say to people, we're not doing it at the moment, but we're happy to do it and we'll find a way of putting something on offer. The Quiam family ran their own business for 17 years, pouring their heart and soul into making it a success until the pandemic forced them to close and turn their lives upside down. The dad now works in a warehouse and they rely on food bank donations and free school meals. My name is Sana Kayu. And so how is the cost of living crisis affecting you and your family? Price gone up, you know, and uh, it's very hard to live in this, especially nowadays. And uh, only my husband's earning, not me. So he is struggling, but I'm okay. But he's struggling, a bit struggling with the like uh, with everything, especially you know with the gas and electric bills and stuff. And uh, I'm happy with the kids in the school, in this school especially. They they sportive as well. Like, they help us if I need anything or they do, like, something. In what ways do they help? If I wanted something, like, uh, I asked them for the, you know, dinners and stuff, they do help, like, uh, with the kids. And uh, they do give, uh, you know, stuff they don't need it. They put it on the table if someone's needy so they can take it home. So, so food, like food bank. Food, yeah, food yeah. bank and stuff. Yeah. So especially I'm taking sometimes I don't need to make food at home, so I'm taking buns, pastas and stuff, and I make it at home. Yes. So that kind of helps as well. But yeah. you know what? The price is going to increase and it's it's so can you, expensive. Can you feel that when you walk around the supermarket? Yeah. Yeah, it's very expensive, you know. Every day you go, every day the prices go to uh, 30p, 40p and every single thing, they're going up. Yes. And this is very, like, it's expensive for me, like, uh, can't afford it nowadays. Yes, it's, it's really, really noticeable, yeah, isn't it, each yeah, shop? it's very, yeah. yeah. So how does life feel now compared to last year or maybe a couple of years ago? Yeah, it was, before COVID, everything was okay, You to be honest. Yes. Now, I don't know, after COVID, everything's gone expensive. Yeah. You can't say to, like, people, you don't do this, but they uh, it's not their fault as well because it's its coming from, like, after COVID, I don't know. So what are you worried about the winter and, and yeah, the I'm worried about, Yeah, yeah, I'm worried about it, uh, especially, you know, gas, electric bill. Can you believe it, it came about thousands and thousands and we can't afford it, to be honest. Before it was, you know, before COVID, uh, my husband used to do business and he lost in COVID and we don't have nothing now. Can oh you gosh, believe? Oh, that's such a shame. Yeah. Yeah, so, so what's your husband doing now? So he's uh, he's working in a um, uh, warehouse. And what, what was his business before? Uh, he was in uh, petrol stations. 
you know, HA retail services. Yeah. He used to do that. And he stayed there 17 years there. Can you believe in Scone in one time in yeah. COVID? So nowadays go, going like, you can't, I can't tell. It's very expensive. I've got four kids as well. I need to feed them and stuff. And how old are they? Uh, one is uh, seven. He's nearly eight. One is six and one five. And uh, this little one in nursery, he's in nearly one year now. And how does that make you feel emotionally, having lost the business and, and having to kind of start again with four children? To be honest, it's very hard to start again because uh, we saved some money to we're going to look after the kids and stuff. But no, he don't. And it's very hard now. Yes. And he stayed there for 17 years. He was his, like, house. But I'm hoping maybe the time will come back again. But we will, we will struggle, but we will do our best for our kids. Yes. But let's see. And and so do you worry about kind of the kids yeah, and how it's yeah, the, the impact it's having on them? Yeah, I do worry for kids, especially like uh, said to my uh, husband, he goes, Dad, I will I will bring that uh, petrol station for you back. Ah, <laughs> so let's see what's going to happen next. Yes. So I hope everything's will be good for him. Single mom Emma works 30 hours a week to put food on the table for her kids. But as costs rise, she's finding it increasingly difficult to make ends meet. Like many working parents, she dreams of studying to enable her to have a career which would better provide for her children, but is trapped by the daily need to work and pay her bills. Could you tell me about how the cost of living crisis is affecting you and your family? I just find everything's just more expensive and with Christmas coming up, yeah. it's a lot more stressful because as my kids are getting older, they want all these things that are expensive, but now they're even more expensive. And like I'm having to say to them, like, well, I can't afford that. And then I feel bad because I'm having to say no. And then it's, it's just, it feels like we're just living sort of day by day, where before, like... I'd go shopping and I'd get like a month shop, three week shop, and it would last them three weeks. And now it's like if I spend what I spent then to what I spend now, it's only lasting like a week and a half. Yes. Um, so nothing's stretching as much. And I work, I work 30 hours a week. Um, and to start with, when I first started working, I did feel like I was better off. But now it's just, I ain't, I ain't any better off working and then I just feel like I'm losing out on time with my, my little my little one because I'm having to go to work for what to still struggle mm. what's um, what's your job uh, I work in a respite um facility for learning disabilities so I'm a support worker but that must be really hard trying to juggle that it is yeah and so you have to pay for your childcare. Would you no, get so with, with the youngest one, um, his dad helps out a lot. And yeah. then with the older ones, they're in school anyway. Yeah. Um, so I adapt my, my hours to my childcare because I can't afford childcare. Yes. Because even that's expensive, you're looking at like 50 quid a day. Yeah. And then if I'm working four days a week, four or five days a week, I can't afford that. I mean, there's no point me going to work then. 
because all my money's going on that. So were you worried about winter and heating the house? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got um, a three-bed house, um, a rent, and it is quite a big house, so it does take a lot to warm up. Um, it stays fairly warm, to be fair, um, but it's keeping it warm. And then if we lose the heat, it's using the, the gas to heat it back up again. It's just, it's just so expensive. So what are you doing to try to budgeting. overcome that? Just yeah, budgeting everything. So in what way? Like when we go shopping, I'm getting, I'm not getting the stuff that I'd normally get. I'd go for the cheaper versions. Like even down to beans the other day in Aldi. Like I said, I'm not going to get them ones. I'm going to get them ones, even though they're only about sixteen p cheaper. Like all that adds up. It does, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, just budgeting really. Because at the same time, I'm trying to... I've got a, like, a few little debts that I'm trying to also pay off, which it's just it's just all getting on top of me. Plus, I'm trying to drive. I've got my driving test next week, so I'm trying to save up for a car. And then it's like, well, I couldn't even afford to run a car, so what's the point? Yeah. What's the point anymore? And it's, what's the point? Because I can't afford to run a car because of the price of petrol. Plus, my insurance is going to be expensive anyway. Oh, you, but you, do you try to think ahead and like beyond what's happening at the moment? Is that possible? Or I have just living day to day. My, my mum did say to me, like, you know, things probably will go down. And I'm like, but will it though? But will it? Because all these things are going up and our wages aren't going up enough mm. to, to help with, with these. Do you know what I mean? And then I thought about going to you now because I thought, well, the only way I'm going to get on top of all this is get a better paid job. And then I just think I haven't got the I haven't got the time to go to you now because I'd still have to work because of money. I couldn't afford to go to you now. So do you feel just really restricted by yeah, everything? Yeah, like I can't I can't better myself because I can't you can't better yourself in the long run because right now if you do that you're going to end up going down now with money. So if I go to uni now, I'm going to lose out of money from work, even though it's going to benefit me in the long run. I can't afford to do it now. And what impact does that have on you emotionally? It gets me emotional just to think that, like, I have to say no to my kids about certain things. Like, I'm having to nag at them, like, when you're finished with that, turn it off. Make sure yeah. you're turning it off. And they're like, well, why? Like, they're innocent. Like, they don't understand and, like, I feel like I'm nagging at them more, like, you know, you ain't paying for the bills, I am. Mm -hmm. Like, and I feel like I'm not taking it out on them, but I'm expressing it to them, like, you know, I can't afford to do this, I can't afford to do that. And then, like, it's thinking of when they're at school, then I have to sit and think, like, well, what am I going to do for dinner? Like, and then when I go shopping, I have to sit and plan. I, I tend to plan what I'm going to do each day. Just to, just to get us by and then I have to think of cheaper options yeah. for dinners and stuff. Do you use the food bank here? No, I have done when we, was it, uh, they were giving out the packages, weren't they, for the start of COVID. Yeah. Um, we come here then, yeah. But I'm one of them people that I don't like asking for help. Mm. Like, I think, okay, yeah, well, I've got it a little bit bad, but there's people out there that are worse off than me that I'd rather someone that really, really needs it that would have it more than me.
One single mom who asked to remain anonymous said that failing to heat the house can be a question of life or death for her son. He is susceptible to lung infections and had to be rushed to hospital last winter due to the cold. It means that this year her priority is absolutely heating over eating. Even parents who are not on the breadline are having to make cuts, like single mum of four, Selena, who has had to put a stop to all the family treats, days out, Netflix and more. It is hitting us, like, um, starting to do a different budget plan. We used to never have a budget plan to go shopping. Yeah. And now it's like, in certain shops, you have to have a certain amount. So it is, like, you can, it is making... But the school gives a lot of support here. And they give us, um, when I was really struggling, we came here and there was um, food here. Every Thursdays we get some food here sometimes. So, and with the uh, uniforms, the school, we get free uniforms from mm, the hub here. So, actually, the hub did help a lot. That's really good. And have you had coats as well? Yes, the coats. And then, and then, oh, we had that £200. There was a um, um, £200 that came from the council to the school, and we got some. So, yeah, the schools really helped out, really helped out. So how does life feel now compared to a couple of years ago? Um, A couple of years ago, I used to go out and never used to think about, oh, God, I'm I'm not counting my shopping now because now I go to the supermarket, I'm counting each thing, like £1, £2. So by the time I get to the till, I know that how much money have I got left. But, yeah, it has, like, before I never used to do that, I used to just go in. And now it's like, yeah. But everything's gone expensive now. Yeah. Even the gas and electric. So how are you coping with that? With gas and electric, is I've gone pay as you go because I couldn't could not do with the direct debits. So you say you're budgeting more. Have you, are you changing the way that you? Yeah, it's like Netflix is gone. Yes. Um, with the Disney World, all the kids like you know the luxuries we call them. Yeah. Um, they're gone because I could not afford them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's like we used to go out, um, used to take them, or when they used to go on holidays, school holidays, used to take them even to Star City. Now, if you think about going to Star City, you need £200 in your pocket. Oasis Shore Teeth safeguarding lead Pam Atwell says the school is seeing a big increase in mental health issues coming out of the COVID pandemic and as costs continue to rise. She runs the community hub, offering a warm space for parents to chat collect food bank items and even do their laundry. Hi Pam, it's great to be back at Oasis Short Heath um, Hub again. I know from years of being here you do so many fantastic things for the community. So tell me a bit about some of the new initiatives that you have. So this year our focus is because of the increasing cost of um, energy prices. We wanted to do something where we could still get people together but without no cost involved. Um, So we've done the Oasis Living Rooms. It's um, a nationwide programme for all of the Oasis hubs and academies. We'll be opening our door three times a week, offering a warm environment with some friendly people to chat to and a nice drink. Um, We're talking about probably doing lunch and just having something nice so people can have company whilst they're in a nice safe space. 
Yes, and and it saves them from having to put the heating on at home. Yeah, 100%. Through conversations of people that are coming in, there's some avoidance to put the heating on during the day when the children aren't at home. So it's sort of like save if we can and, you know, we're sort of not worth putting the heating on for. We want the families here to know actually they are. If they're feeling happy, by the time the children come out of school, it has a nice impact on them as well, doesn't it? So what, what what kind of times are you thinking of doing so, it? Um, one of the things that we've got to be sensitive is some of our uh, parents who have got a cultural need don't want to be in the same room with um, men and women. So on a Monday afternoon, it's an exclusive women's club. And then um, we don't want to leave our men out. So on a Thursday, um, a Thursday afternoon from one till three, we've done it for men only. And then on a Friday morning, it's for men and women. So we thought, well, at least this way, everybody's got an opportunity to take part. And I mean, you know, people are welcome to come twice a week as well. We're happy for that to happen. Yes. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. So tell me about some of the other initiatives. I know there was the Cozy Coat campaign. The Cozy Coat campaign's done really well. We've managed to share it out now to over 15 of our academies, which is brilliant. So for people who don't know what that is, could you explain it, please? Yes, so one of our year six teachers, Neil Goldrup, he he was sort of really taken back by some of the children in his class a few years ago, coming in without warm um, a warm coat or having the correct footwear on. He spoke to one of his friends, Mark, who shared a story about his own upbringing. And Mark and Neil sort of took it upon themselves to say, right, we need to do something about this. And Mark's been absolutely fantastic. He's really got behind this project. And within three years, it's grown where we've been able to give families um, money to buy a coat that they choose, but their children don't know that school have purchased it. And I think that's the key behind it. It's about boosting the child's self-esteem um, without them knowing what school have done and it helps the families as well. Yeah. So yeah, this year it was highlighted more the needs because of how many people have actually requested some support with purchasing a coat. And it's just unfortunate because even the cost of the coats has increased as well. So where we were saying to parents that you can get a coat for £30, that has been hitting near £50. So the funds, raising more funds has definitely been well needed. It was great with the new street pop-up shop. Mm, yes. Yeah, that was a great idea. So there was a rail of coats where people could go and buy a coat for a child. Yeah, that lovely was, idea. And I think the way the public supported it at a time where everybody's feeling, you know, the increases with mortgages, everything, it's just overwhelming to know people care. Yes, it is, isn't it? Yes. So tell, tell us a bit more about the more day-to-day things that happen here. So you have a food bank, there's a washing machine, isn't there? Yeah, so we've got the washing machine and drying machine, um, and those are mainly for the families that have gone into temporary accommodation. You, When you go into temporary accommodation, you usually end up being put into a hotel room where there's nothing for you to sort of use, no services like this, and you're expected to go to the laundrette. So we've got that service here where families can come in um, we did used to like say you know it's a voluntary contribution however we're not even asking for that at the moment um, we're saying it's come and use the services and we do have parents that are able to do that and it's also there for emergency as well for anybody whose appliances break down at home mm-hmm. at least they know that we've got that here and I mean over the winter as well it will be drying it as well get it on the clothes rack in here and people do do that which is nice it's being used yes. um, the food provision has increased this year We've um, not only our academy families, but we're getting a lot of community families, so just local community people who need it. And we've noticed it's mainly the over 65s. 
um, who were asking for us to come and sort of make up a food parcel for them. We are avoiding where possible to do home deliveries just because of fuel costs, but we're still able to do it for anybody who's medically in need of us doing that. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a variety. I think with the hub, we're so good in the sense that if something needs doing, we'll do it. We will say to people, um, we're not doing it at the moment, but we're happy to do it and we'll find a way of putting something on offer. I think the main thing that's coming through this since we've been back in September is people just feeling a sense of belonging and needing to feel part of something. Yes. So people often will come here with no, not needing anything, just to be around people. So do you think that the, the anxiety around the cost of living crisis is making people feel more isolated, making them feel more lonely? Yeah, and I think when you put on the news and you're listening to different news stations, everything's so conflicting as well. So some of the conversations that I hear some of the families have, it's so interesting, our take on what's going on. There's, there's a lot of uncertainty around um, whether they're hearing the right thing. You can put on the TV and one day it's telling you, look, you're okay, there's an energy cap on, and the next day you'll put the t- the TV on and they say no actually families will be paying up to £5,000 with our families there's sort of confusion as to what does that mean so I think a lot of families are coming here to sort of digest the information that's being given and should I be worried am I feeling the right emotions or am I panicking do you know how we had that sense of panic of when people going out panic buying during Covid yes and I think it's a case of that am I unnecessarily panicking is my family going to be okay so I think it's that reassurance amongst parents who are actually going through similar things and what have been some of the um, stories that you've heard? What's the general feeling from people about the cost of living crisis? I think the impact on people's mental health has been massive because we are coming out of COVID, which obviously we're hearing that the, the cases are increasing again and in the, in the back of everybody's mind, it's sort of like, right, is that going to happen again? And I don't think people have got the energy to go through this again and that's where it's like I'm tired. I haven't even got to that point of where I'm having to put my heating on all the time because we've not hit the coldest part. They're already feeling the weekly food chops increased. So they're cutting back on, you know, your little treats like your biscuits and your yes. chocolates. Um, and there's, there is that sense of worry. I've got parents who are saying, look, I'm walking around with socks that have got holes in there. I'm not buying for me. Forget my coat. And they're almost neglecting their own needs because they want to make sure their children don't go without. The worrying thing for us as a, you know, as an organisation is we are only now hitting the end of October. We haven't hit the severe cold months. If we've already got the community feeling really anxious about what's going to happen, we sort of need to get creative with the support that we're going to offer. Talking to these mums made me realise that so long as we stick together, we can help each other to find a way through the hard times. If you are struggling with any of the issues raised in this episode, remember there is help available. Ask at your child's school where you'll find local initiatives and support groups. If nothing else, staff can signpost you in the right direction. Other charities and organisations worth contacting include Homestart Birmingham, Fido Nido Food Bank, National Debtline, Money Advice and Step Change. This podcast is a laudable production, produced by Matt Millard and brought to you by Brummy Mummies and Birmingham Live. Why not subscribe for more money-saving ideas? You can also follow Brummy Mummies on social media and sign up to our free newsletter via the Birmingham Live website. See you next time. <laughs>